Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Thanks again so much for joining us for our Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And again, I just wanted to take a moment to just let you know that I appreciate you, that I'm so glad you're here. And I, and I know that I say that every week, but I, I just do want to let you know that I, I don't take it lightly, that I do appreciate the time that you take. And I try to make sure to give you the best that I can to encourage you, to uplift you, to maybe even challenge you uh, in your faith as well, to help you to be able to grow in the intimacy that you could have with him. But again, I, I am. I am so grateful to you. And if you're listening on our podcast or if you're listening for the first time, I just want to let you know that we are able to be found on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you would download or listen to podcasts, whatever app that you would use, most likely you will find us there. So I just want to encourage you to go through and actually subscribe to our podcast. That way, when we post something new, you're one of the first to be notified about it. Now, we will let you know through Facebook that we've posted something new or through Instagram that we've posted something new. Or if you're part of the Remind app with the church, we'll remind you through that as well. But the great thing is if you're already part of an app, you'll hopefully already get the notification and that you will continue to be able to follow along. Well, depending upon when you listen to this podcast, uh, tomorrow, because I'm, I'm actually recording on Monday, but it'll probably be released tomorrow, but tomorrow is Voting Tuesday. And I don't know. I don't know what, you, what your political bent may be. If you are voting for Biden or Trump or just whatever, you know, your cause is. I do want to encourage you, though, if you have not done so, please make sure that you go out and vote. Please make sure that you make your voice count. And if you listen to this podcast and it's already happened, then I do hope that you did vote. I do, I do hope that you did go out and make your voice known. It's, it's amazing to me because they're talking about just the number of people that are showing up. And in many states, it's already, they're already having more people show up in early voting than they had for the actual vote in 2016. So what does that mean? I don't know. What direction will this country go in? I don't know. But I do know this, that ultimately God is in control. And that he is trustworthy, that we can depend upon him. We can. But you might, you know, you may be listening though, and you might struggle with my saying that. Maybe because of a life experience that you've had. You know, right now we're in the middle of a series called The Grudge. And what we're doing is we're looking at just that, being able to overcome the grudges in our lives. So week one, we, we just talked about just taking steps to keep something from becoming a grudge. Week two, we talked about forgiveness. And if you missed Stan last week, I, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to last week's podcast 
because we have Stan, who's the associate pastor at our church, that actually talked through the process it took him to be able to forgive the man who's responsible for the passing of his daughter. I mean, it's, it's a really powerful story that here's this guy that was drinking and driving a boat, and the result of it is that Stan's daughter lost her life. How do you forgive something like that? So we walked through that last week. And, and this week, we're going to talk about something I think that's also vitally important. Because as I said before, some of you who are listening to this, one of the reasons that you are stressed out about what's going to happen with the political outcome, with the, with the voting outcome, who's going to be the leader of our nation, one of the reasons why you struggle with that is because there is a part of you that does not trust God. And, and maybe that part of you exists because of something else that's happened in your life. Maybe there was someone that you prayed for. Maybe there was something that you prayed for. And it didn't. It, it didn't work out the way that you thought it would. Or maybe you prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And you were around someone who struggled with the same kind of thing that you were struggling with. And you saw them getting their prayers answered. Maybe you're struggling financially and you saw them get the check. Maybe you're struggling relationally and you're, long, you're lonely and you see them meet that girl or that guy. Or maybe you have friends that have gotten married and now they're having children and you're struggling. Maybe you're in a marriage and you've been praying for your husband to change or your wife to change or to grow and it doesn't seem like it's happening and you're becoming more and more disenchanted with your faith. Now we're looking at COVID, right? And maybe you prayed for your job. You prayed that things would work out for you with your career or with your job, and it just seems like it's only gotten worse. Or maybe you prayed for help. It's astonishing to me to see the way that the numbers are growing with COVID right now in America. I mean, as a nation, there are days where we are breaking records as far as new diagnoses of COVID. It's, it's amazing to me. And we're spiking right now. And maybe you're one of those who is listening and you prayed that you would be protected from this sickness, or you prayed for someone that you knew for them to be protected from this sickness. And it feels like the more that you pray, the worse it seems to get. The more that you pray, the worse their health gets. And there's a part of you that wonders, God, are you really listening? Because this Sunday we talked about forgiving God and working through that process. And I wanna encourage you, if you missed it, our youth leader Daniel spoke last Sunday. I wanna encourage you to go back and just, and just watch it and listen to it. Because there is some truth to us having to work through it. You might be thinking, well, well, Ken, why do I need to forgive God? Why do I need to forgive God? Because there's a part of you that knows that God really hasn't done anything wrong. But then there's also that part of you that says, I prayed and 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 it didn't work out. 
And again, if that is you, I also want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast, in your car, walking, running, whatever it is that you're doing, household chores, and you have it on in the background. Thank you for being here. Because in essence, in listening, maybe there's a part of you that's trying to give God another chance. And there may be that question, well, why do I need to forgive God? And again, it, it goes back to that, that process that you've been trying to work through something, that you've been trying to deal with something. That there was a hope that you had in your life and things just didn't work out. And at that moment, a seed of bitterness was planted in your heart towards God. You know, I, I can think about the moments in my own life. I can remember being six years old and praying that the abuse would stop. Because there may be some of you who are listening that don't know that as a kid I was sexually abused. And I remember praying for it to end. And it just continuing to seem like it wouldn't. It just seems like his antics got worse and worse as time went on. And then not only that, then the guy who abused me, then his sister got involved. And she abused me as well. So I get it. I get what it's like to pray for something to change or something to work out. And it seems like it's not, or it seems like it's never going to end. There's a part of you that screams, God, don't you care? Don't you care about what it is that I'm going through? If you cared, God, then you would intervene. You would step in. You would, you would work things out. Because for my child, that's what I would do. Isn't that what you would do for your child as well if you're a parent? That if you saw your child suffering, that you want to step in and that you'd want to intervene. And so God, if you're my heavenly father, then why is it that you're not doing that? Why is it that you're not doing that? You know, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. Literally what that is saying is that God may not intervene at the time or at the moment in the way that you desire for him to do so. He, he, he may not. I can tell you with, with my abuse, 
that I prayed it would end and it would end and it would end and it would end and it seems like it wasn't. The guy that my mom was dating, it was, it was her living boyfriend. It was his daughter and his son that were abusing me. And all of a sudden, that relationship with my mom, it ended. And then I went to go live with my grandmother for a year. It's not the way that I anticipated stopping, but it, but it did. It did, and God stepped in, and God rescued me that way. And it's one of those things where sometimes when you're in the middle of that challenge, it's so hard to trust that, God, are you in control? One of the things that Daniel said that I thought was really great on Sunday is he said, a waiting season, a waiting season is not a wasted season. Sometimes when you are going through the challenge and that you are in the middle of waiting, 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 waiting. The question that you may have to ask yourself is, am I waiting well? Because usually what happens in the season of waiting is we're waiting for the answer, aren't we? We're waiting. We're waiting for God to move. We're waiting for God to step in. But what we don't see is that maybe the waiting season, as painful as it is, as harsh as it is, as difficult as it is, that maybe there's some growth that we need to do during the waiting season. Because maybe on the other end of the waiting season, maybe things might work out the way that we want them to, but maybe they might not. And if they do not, then our hearts need to be prepared for that. And maybe in the waiting season, God is using that to prepare us because things may not work out the way that we want them to. In John 16, 33, Jesus says, take heart of this. In this world, you will have trouble. Not you might, not you could, not it's possible. You will have trouble. And I can tell you that maybe for some of you, the reason why you struggle in your relationship with God is because, again, you were taught something in the name of Jesus that is completely and wholly inaccurate. And you were taught, well, if you have enough faith, then things will work out. That if you pray, that things will work out. If you are a good person, then things will work out. That God will see your life, and because your life is favorable to him, that he will give you an outcome that is favorable to you. And it sounds really good, doesn't it? But life doesn't always work out that way. Because even still, Jesus Christ, who is perfect, perfect, still had to go to the cross, still suffered, still died. So things may not work out the way that we want them to. So in that waiting season, are we making it a point to not be so focused on what we want to change that we, we miss out on us being the ones that change? Maybe developing some resiliency 
maybe developing hope, maybe developing faith. And I'm talking about real faith. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the kind of faith that says, God, this circumstance blew up in my face. This circumstance still fell apart. But no matter what, God, I still trust you. Have you been able to build that into your life? I, I really do hope so. I really do hope so. Because then what can happen is you can go back and you can look at the growth that has happened in your life because of the work that God has done. But like I said, in the middle of it, it's hard. In Psalm 77, verses 1 through 10, Daniel read this on Sunday, and I love this verse. Because some of you may have felt this way. And, and I, I, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, and this is not going to be something that you have not heard me say before, but I really do hope that you get this. Is that God is okay with you being real. And we're going we're gonna to talk about in a minute how okay he is with that. But God is okay with you being real with him. He's okay with you having your doubts. He's okay with you asking your questions. He's even okay with you wrestling to the point of quitting. And just being able to say, you know what, God, I'm thinking about giving up. Giving up on you. Giving up on this. Because it's what you feel. And it's real. And let me tell you, he's okay with that. He's not threatened by that. God is a big boy. He is. And, and he can handle your disenchantment with him or with life. But there are other moments where you have this feeling. See if this sums up how you felt sometimes. Psalm 77, 1 through 10. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed, with hands lifted toward heaven. But my soul was not comforted. I was in a place of surrender. That's what he's saying. I, I, I yielded to you, God, because I just wanted your presence. I just, I, I just, I just irked, not irked, but I, I just longed for you being here. And maybe your lack of response irked me. But I longed for that. But my soul wasn't comforted. And it goes on to say, I think of God and I moaned, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed to even pray. I think of all the good days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. Wow, that's just powerful. And isn't that honest? Isn't that real? 
And again, I, I want to encourage you to be the same way. See, I, I think that some of you have walked away from God because you were told that you couldn't do this. That you couldn't be real about your failures, about your struggles, about your doubts, about your questions. You shall not question God, right? <laughs> and it made you feel less than. You saw all these people persevering in their faith and growing and developing. But in you, there was this growing flame of doubt that eventually consumed your soul. And so you just walked away. I, I love something that Daniel said. It says, a lack of miracles is not proof of God's absence. I love that. A lack of miracles is not proof of God's absence. One of the things that I've seen parents do that I think is really powerful for their kids, I think is really helpful for them, is I've seen parents in some situations make the conclusion to not rescue their kids. And I know some of you may be floored by that. Like, what do you mean not rescue? They made the decision to not rescue their kids. They went to school and they were reminded to pack their lunch, but they didn't. And the parents have been reminding them over and over again, pack your lunch, and they keep forgetting. So one day, the parent decides, if you call me, I'm not bringing you McDonald's. <laughs> you're just gonna go have, you're just gonna have to be hungry for lunch today. And it's amazing because you know what happens with that? The kid begins to remember to bring their lunch. Mom, I forgot my homework. I need you to go home and bring it to me. No. I reminded you this morning and you were not responsible to remember. So I'm not. I'm not going to bring it to you. What? There are parents that do that? Yes, <laughs> there are. There are parents that do that. But you know what happens as a result of that is that growth happens. Because that, because that child learns to be more responsible. Mom, I left my cleats at home. I'm not gonna be able to practice. Well. I reminded you to bring them. <laughs> so maybe you could borrow somebody else's cleats or you're just going to have to sit for practice. But kids grow from that. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because I want you to realize that just because as a parent, you don't respond in the way that your kids want you to, it doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you're absent. But there may be an aspect of where you love them even more so because you are allowing them sometimes to fail in order for them to be able to grow. And I think God does that for us sometimes as well. 
is he allows us to fail in order for us to be able to grow. In some circumstances, I'm not saying all circumstances that work out bad in your life, that's what God is doing. I'm not. But also in other circumstances where that may not be what God is doing, still God allows life at times to be life. There will be times where he will step in miraculously. There will also be other times where he will allow life to take its course. But no matter what decision he makes, it doesn't mean that he's not there. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't care. But it may feel that way. It may feel that way. Which brings us to another point that I think is really, really vital for us to understand. You know, when Jesus was about to be crucified the night before that happened, he, he prayed this in Luke 22, 39 through 44. Then, accompanied by his angels, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, pray that ye will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. You know, that's the same thing that you prayed and that I prayed. Take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. You talking about stressed out. Have you been stressed out to the point that your head begins to bleed from sweat? It's actually a condition where what happens is you are so stressed out that the capillaries in your skin pop and you start to sweat blood. But you would have to be extremely stressed out and tormented for that to happen. So Jesus was feeling this in that moment. And it's important for us to realize that again, he still went to the cross. He still suffered. This bitter pill that he asked to be removed was not removed. And if we are committed to being like Jesus, then the truth is the same thing will happen to us and in our lives. This bitter pill that we're asking to be removed may not necessarily be removed. And the result of that is that we get angry. And again, I, I know that some of you have walked away from the faith because you have been told that you're not allowed to be angry with God. You're not allowed to be frustrated with him because his ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So you just have to accept life the way that it is. Sometimes I don't want to accept life the way that it is. 
I don't. I want a curveball where life either goes back to where it was or life goes back to better than where it was. I don't want it to be where it is. But if the curveball doesn't happen, right? if it does not happen, then again, you may develop some anger towards God. And I'm going to say something that I hope will set you free. And that's simply this. You can be angry with God and still be his child. God's not going to throw you to the curb. God's not going to throw you out of the kingdom. God's not going to throw you out of his presence because you're angry. He's not. I've had my children get mad at me. And guess what? They're still my children. They're still living in my house. They're still eating my food. (laughs) I've had my children get mad at me. It doesn't change my love for them. And it doesn't make me reject them. Now, there may be some conversations that we might have to have. There may be some things that we need to work through. There may be some things that we need to deal with. But they will still and always be my children. And the Father wants you to know that. That even in the midst of your anger, you will still always be his child. Now, some of you can maybe stop the podcast right there because that's something, well, please don't. (laughs) But that may be something that set you free. Where you realize like, wow, I I can have real feelings towards God where I am angry. Yes. And maybe that's why you haven't in the past. That's maybe why you were still harboring these feelings of, 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 of anger, of maybe even hatred towards God because you were not allowed to process them with them. You were just told you weren't supposed to have them. And what that does is that hinders your ability for two things. It hinders your ability, A, to be able to see how God is at work even when you don't know that he is or realize that he is. I'll tell you, when when I was able to get older, and I remember one time I was praying about the abuse that happened to me and asking God, why had he not intervened? I got a a very gentle nudging. I said to me, my son, Ken, I love you. I wish you knew how much I loved you. But I do. And now here, here, here I, I want to give you a glimpse back into your abuse. I want you to think about some things. And then you will be able to realize how I was there. There was one time when my abuser was decided to play with fire. Remember back in the day when in the bathroom wall they had those coil heaters? Remember you turn a little switch on and mm, <laughs> remember those coil heaters? And they would turn on, they would get like red, red hot. You remember those? 
Well, in the apartment that we lived in, my abuser had me in the bathroom with him and he was playing with those coils with paper. And he dropped the paper on the floor and I remember it set the rug on fire and he ran out and told me to stay. And because of my fear, I did. Because of my fear of his abuse of me, I did. I stayed. So now I'm in this bathroom. There's this fire that's growing. And I'm there because I'm so afraid. So I did what any kid would do. I started to try to put the fire out myself. I started stumping out the fire. And, and again, realize at this point, I'm probably five, six years old. So I haven't had the, hadn't had the life experience yet of how to deal with the circumstance when there is a fire or that kind of thing happening. Hadn't had that life experience yet. And yet here I am in the middle of it. And somehow I was able to put out the fire. It was bigger than me, but I was able to put it out. And then unfortunately I took the hit for it because of course my abuser did not fess up. There was another time where my abuser passed me off to some other guys that also abused me as well. And so what they did was I used to live in, we grew up, I lived in Inglewood, and there was this old um, drive-in theater that was not too far from my house. And so these guys took me, walked me through a neighborhood, and at that time, again, I was five or six, I didn't know the neighborhood very well. I'd, not too long before that I had moved out here from Kentucky, so I didn't know the neighborhood very well at all. And they walked me through the neighborhood across this major street and to where this drive-in theater was and those guys abused me as well. And then left me. So I gathered myself together and I just started walking. I just started walking. And somehow I was able to find my way back in a neighborhood that I didn't know at all. I was able to find my way back. After my mom and her ex broke up, one day my abuser sat my mom down and told my mom what he did. So you know in all those instances, you know what God was revealing to me? Was Ken, as hard as it was, I was there. I was there. I was at work. And in the midst of it, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it at that point. I was so broken and so angry and so frustrated, as I should have been, for what was done to me. But now I can look back and be able to see 
where God really was working on my behalf to protect me. So I, I want to encourage you as well is to allow yourself the opportunity to be able to process your pain. Because what you might be able to do is look back and think, oh, this is how that worked out. And this is where God intervened. This is where God stepped in. Because usually when we see a lack of miracles, we're looking at it from our perspective of what we want to see happen. But God may be at work behind the scenes and we won't be able to recognize it until years later when we're going back and we're looking at it. So I want to encourage you today or tonight, whenever you listen to this podcast, that I really want to encourage you, please work through the anger that you have towards God. And maybe even get to the point where you can say, God, I know that you did nothing wrong, but I know that I'm so angry with you. And so God, I'm making the decision right now to forgive you. Forgive you for my feeling of you not being there. Forgive you for my feeling of you not loving me. Forgive you for my feeling of me not caring. Forgive you for my feeling of me wanting to give up on life. Father, I forgive you. I forgive you. Even though God has not done anything wrong, our interpretation of him from a human perspective can skew our ability to be able to see God. And so sometimes maybe we just need to go through that process to set ourselves free. Well, again, if, if you're listening and you've wrestled with this, again, thank you for listening. And if you'd like to talk about this more, please feel free to reach out. The phone number here at the church, 310-323-2115. Feel free to give me a call. Or my email address, EncounterSouthBay at gmail.com. Again, EncounterSouthBay at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Reach out that way. But I would love to be able to sit down and hear the story of your life and your process. And, and, I, and I promise you this, I, I, I can't, I, I can't answer for God. I, I can't answer why you feel like he wasn't there or why he wasn't there. I can't, there, there, there are sometimes the best answer that I will be able to give you is I, I really don't know. And I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because my goal isn't to defend God. I am not God's attorney. So that's not my goal. My goal is just to be able to be a listening ear and ear compassion. Because I think that that's what we need more, isn't it? Wouldn't that be great? If people 
were not so easily pushed to the point where they feel like they have to defend God. And instead, they can just listen and hear your story. And maybe share some insight. Maybe share some ways that they've grown. Maybe share some of their own challenges. But sometimes you just need someone to identify and say, yes, I understand why you struggle. And that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. But again, I, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. Again, make it a point to go out and vote. Please, please do that. Make your voice count. Also, our church, every year we do a thing called Operation Christmas Child, where our goal is to bless a child somewhere in the world. We partner with an organization called Samaritan Purse, and they give you a shoebox. You fill that shoebox with gifts, with toiletries, with school supplies. They take that box and take it to kids around the world, and it blesses them. So we have boxes available. If you want to bless a child, again, call us, 310-323-2115. We can work out a way for you to be able to come, pick up your box, or two, or seven, <laughs> for those kids that you want to bless, and then you can bring it on back. We want them back by November 22nd, so that way you can drop them off at the drop-off center on November 23rd. So if you could do that, that'll be awesome. And then what we'll do is in December, we'll get a notification of where our boxes went because they've, we've had boxes go to the Philippines. We've had boxes go into Muslim nations. We've had boxes go all, all, all around the world. So we'll let you know where our boxes went if you, wanted, if you desire to be a part of that. So thank you so much. Please join us for our live stream this coming Sunday as we continue to talk about forgiveness. And this week, we are talking about, again, forgiving one of the most difficult people in the world that we have to forgive, and that is ourselves. So if you want to join us on the live stream Sunday at 1030, you can find us on YouTube or Facebook. We also have services in the parking lot. We'd love to have you come out and join us for that as well. But as I wrap up, I just want to remind you that encounter is about three things. Love up. Let's take steps each day to love God that much more. Love out. Let's make a commitment. Let's love our fellow man. Our fellow man who may be on the opposite side of what it is that we decided to vote tomorrow. <laughs> but love them anyway. Because that's what God has called us to do. And love yourself. Please take steps to work through this process of forgiveness whether it's forgiving God, forgiving yourself, or forgiving others so that you ultimately can be set free. Because that is living life at its best. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week, no matter who our president will be. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. 
If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.